I'm going to invite you now, if you can, I'm going to share with you a message God placed in my heart. If you would go with me to the book of Song of Solomon, chapter 2, verse 15. Song of Solomon, chapter 2, verse 15. I think I have a simple message today. Uh, not simple in the sense that, you know, it's just like an easy message. But it's just a word of encouragement. And this verse stuck out to me this week. Amen. Because like you, um, I wish that as a pastor, you know, that I had these, you know, superhuman uh, abilities that wouldn't allow me to go. But we all go through things. And we all go through different seasons and different times where we need to be encouraged. And, and as I was reading this short little verse this week, it ministered to me, and I want to share it with you. It says, catch us the foxes. Someone say foxes. <laughs> the little foxes that spoil the vines. For our vines have tender grapes. And I want to share a few thoughts with you today on this, this title, Catching the Foxes, Catching the Foxes. Would you pray with me? Father, we thank you for your presence that we feel today, and we ask, God, that these next few moments that you would speak to us. Lord, help me to preach this message, God, with power, with authority, and from the depths of my heart, Lord, and I pray that as the ground has been prepared in every heart, that this seed of the word would be planted in each of our hearts and would encourage us, uplift us, and help us to live the overcoming life that you called us to live. We ask this right now in Jesus' name. Everyone say amen. Amen. You may be seated in God's presence. The other day I came across this old children's fable called The Fox and the Grapes. And it goes like this. It says, one day a fox spied a beautiful branch of grapevines hanging from a vine trained along the branches of a tree. And the grapes seemed uh, ready to burst with juice and the fox's mouth watered as he gazed longingly at them. The bunch hung from this high branch and the fox had to jump for it. And the first time he jumped, he missed it by a long way. So uh, he walked off a short distance, and then he took a running leap at it, only to fall short once more. And again and again he tried, but in vain. Each time he tried unsuccessfully, and then he just sat down and, and, and looked up at the grapes, not in desire, but in disgust. In disgust. He said, uh, what a fool I am, the fox said. Here I am wearing myself out to get a bunch of sour grapes uh, that are not worth reaching for. And he walked off the scene very, very upset and scornfully as he walked. I can assure you that unlike this fable, the picture that King Solomon paints for us in his text tells a different kind of story. Solomon writes that the foxes of life never stop hunting our fruit. Unlike the fable, they never stop. They keep coming and coming and coming. The foxes of life are pesky and persistent. 
And uh, they are the little things, the little worries, the little issues, the little annoyances of life, the daily affairs, the cares of life that can over time wear us down until eventually it spoils our peace of mind and our joy in life, the sweetest blessings that, that God has given us. I want to, for a moment, take a step back, pan out from the scene today, and look at what King Solomon so beautifully portrays, this spring-like uh, scene. In the prior verses, Solomon paints a picture of springtime, of springtime, which is, uh, fittingly enough, the time that we are entering right now, uh, even in our natural environment, filled with a new season of growth, bursting uh, with beauty and fruit and fragrance. And I'm going to add one more thing, and allergies, praise God. <laughs> I know it's not in the text, but it's in my text because when people get excited about uh, flowers and the grassy fields, all I think is I need some Claritin, you know what I'm saying? And he writes this in verse 11, and the winter is past, and the, and the rain is over and gone. And there are some parallels even in our current season. We had a very rainy season, did we not? Uh, the flowers appear on the earth, and the time of singing has begun. The birds are singing, you know. It, it's springtime, and the, the, the fig trees put forth its, uh, her green figs, and the vines with the tender grapes. It's a season of new growth. This is the scene, this is the backdrop that Solomon writes about. It's uh, the, the green figs and the tender grapes are all signs that, that there is new growth. And, and it's exciting in this freshness and, and this, uh, uh, this new state. But it's also a very critical state of growth. Uh, he talks about the green figs. You know, the green figs and the tender grapes, meaning that these fruits are not quite ready to be uh, picked. They are in its uh, new stage of growth. It's a critical stage. And while it's very exciting and while it's, 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 it's a cause for celebration, it uh, puts smiles on one's face, it's also very fragile. It's also very vulnerable as at the same time. It's just the beginning stages of a new harvest, just the, the beginning stages of a new season. But then, out of nowhere, in this beautiful postcard-like scene that Solomon paints for us of all the, the beauty and the flowers and the springtime and, and the fragrance that fills the air, out of nowhere, the storybook takes a, a, a turn because it is interrupted by a little furry intruder. Indeed, a little fox has entered the vineyard and disrupted this beautiful springtime scene. Indeed, a little fox has crept its way into the bounty, into the abundance of this new harvest. And I got to tell you about this little fox. He's no, he's no stuffed animal. He's no cute and, 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 and innocent little character. This little fox has male intent in mind. This little fox has, has calculated his timing and his motives are evil. The scene in nature here, the scene in nature illustrates a universal truth about life, both in the natural and in the spirit, which is that new growth attracts new enemies. New growth attracts new enemies. 
And in the back of our minds, as we experience new growth, not only as a church, not only in our families, not only in our careers, in our homes, anytime you're in the budding stages, in the beginning stages of a new season of new growth and new possibilities and, and new uh, uh, opportunities, anytime you're in that, it is tempered by the sobering reality that in the midst of all this newness, in the midst of all of these wonderful things that are taking place, uh, the enemy is also paying attention. The enemy is also lurking in to find a way that he can inject uh, his presence uh, and steal the joy and spoil those tender grapes that are growing on the vine with new worries and with new troubles and with new offenses and with new enemies and with new things that may come. Uh, uh, someone once said that new levels bring new devils and that new seasons bring uh, 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 new reasons for concern and new enemies. And so while we are excited about what God could be doing in and through our lives, we've got to be vigilant. Amen, somebody. I said, we've got to be vigilant and sober-minded because our enemy is roaming around like a roaring fox. <laughs> not, just a, not just a lion, but he is roaming around like a fox seeking what grapes he might be able to devour. And in the Bible, grapes represent some very uh, powerful things for the believer. They represent joy. Someone say joy. They represent abundance. Uh, they represent the promises of God. Do no, don't forget that the, the spies, when they came back, the 12 spies from the land of Canaan, they were carrying clusters of grapes. Uh, and these grapes signified that Canaan was indeed a land of opulence, a land of promise. So grapes represent the future promises of God. It also represents the people of God. Many times we see Israel portrayed as a vineyard. They are a vineyard, God's people. So grapes represent the things of God. They represent the, the blessings of God. And I want to tell you today, church, not to scare you, but to prepare you that foxes always creep in to our hearts and our minds just when we are on the cusp of a harvest. Just when we are on the verge of experiencing a breakthrough of greater growth in our lives. I don't know if I have a witness here today. When you're at that, that, that critical stage of growth, that critical season of growth, that's when the foxes come in and try to destroy distract you and, and deter you and, and possibly uh, derail you from your ultimate purpose and goal in life, which is uh, to, to please God and to fulfill his purpose in your life. And before you know it, there are foxes. There are foxes that are, are creeping around in the vineyard. And so you've got to catch those foxes. But before you can catch those foxes that creep in your life, you got to first identify them and track them down. So how do you know? How do you know when a fox is in your life? You first got to track the fox. You got to track the fox. You got to make sure that you're not just beating uh, uh, against the air and, and fighting a frivolous fight. You know, Paul uh, tells us to fight the good fight of faith. We're going to be in a fight, so you got to make sure you're fighting the right fight, and you got to size up your opponent. You know, you got to make sure that you're engaged in the right battle. You can track down a fox if you know how they behave, amen, if you know how they hunt, 
you got to understand that foxes are not like lions. Uh, they don't have the same kind of teeth that lions do. They don't bite like a lion does. Uh, uh, nor do they chase like a cheetah or, or bite with the venom of, of a snake. you got to understand how foxes work. Rather, what foxes do, they rely on their cunningness. They rely on their craftiness. They rely on their sneaking. They, they sneak up on you. That's what foxes do. They don't make a lot of noise. They don't come in barging their way and roaring throughout the land. Here I come. No, they don't announce their presence like that to instill shivers of fear in your life. No, they sneak up on you when you least expect it. So how do you know when a fox is hunting you? Let me give you several warning signs that, that there might be a fox nibbling on the grapes of your life. Can, can I share this with you? Is that all right? Somebody say, go ahead. The first thing that you got to know about a fox is that uh, the first warning sign is loneliness. You see, foxes are solitary creatures. They are loners by nature. Unlike wolves, wolves travel in packs. And, 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 a, and a lion has its pride and, and, and fish have their school. But foxes are lonely creatures. And, uh, and you know that, that a fox is uh, nibbling at your life. You know that a fox is eating away at you when you feel alone and you feel like uh, no one understands. One of the ways that you can track uh, the, 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 the foxes in your life is when you start to feel like you are all by yourself and you start to feel like no one uh, understands what you're going through. You start to feel like you're the only one on the earth that is experiencing this. You start to feel uh, isolated and cut off from your, those around you. You start to feel like no matter how many uh, God bless you and praises the Lord and, and hugs and smiles that you receive from from your friends, your family, your brothers and sisters in Christ. You just start to feel like you're going through it by yourself. You start to feel like you're, you're cut off and uh, you're, you're dealing with it alone. And, 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 and no matter how many times people tell you that, that you're not alone and that, that somebody is there with you, it just can't silence uh, that, 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 that feeling that you are by yourself, that no one is paying attention to you. You know that a fox is... Uh, nibbling on the grapes of your life when you feel like nobody's paying attention to you, like you're on nobody's prayer list, you're on nobody's radar, and, and if you were just to backslide one day, that nobody would even notice, and if you were just to drop out of the scene, like, like everything would just continue on, business as usual. You know that a fox is nibbling at your life where you feel like your presence doesn't matter, and your, 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 your life or what your value or what you bring is not that important. But I have come today to expose that fox and tell you that you matter and that God promises to never leave us nor forsake us. Somebody give God some praise here today. You are not alone and you are not by yourself, but we have the promise of the Father with us. He would be with us even to the end of the age. Somebody ought to thank God today. Hallelujah.
But that doesn't stop the fox of loneliness from coming around with his little paws and his little teeth to tell you you're all by yourself in this. Nobody gets you. Oh, and there's another sign. It's the sign of weariness, you see, because foxes, um, not uh, be, foxes, uh, unlike the, the verse that we read in Solomon today in the Song of Solomon, they don't just eat grapes, but they also eat flesh. Foxes will eat just about anything. They'll even eat dead flesh like a vulture. David said of his enemies that they shall be a portion for jackals, which just is another, another term for a fox because foxes eat on flesh. And my friend today, you know that you are dealing with a fox when you feel like your flesh is under attack. When you feel like your flesh, you're, I'm talking about your physical body. I'm talking about uh, your physical being is being afflicted and you're, and you're tired uh, and you don't know why you're tired and you're, you're weary uh, and you don't know why you're weary. Uh, you keep, you know, you're eating right and you're doing everything you're supposed to do and you're, you know, you're practicing, you're living by, by coffee you're there, and you're still tired and, and you're doing your exercising and you're and why am I so tired and why is my mind so fatigued my friend I'm here to tell you that it might not be a natural battle it might not be a physical thing but it could just be that there's a fox in the spirit that is attacking your physical body and you can't sleep right and and you can't eat right and you just don't feel right I don't know if there's anybody that day and has ever gone through a funk like that or maybe you're going through one right now where physically you just are not yourself and you don't feel the same and oh God and there might be a fox that's attacking you and you know the thing about foxes is that they are nocturnal and they do most of their hunting at night that's right at night is when the fox creeps in in the hush and in the cover of night the fox will 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 lurk its way into the vine and the vineyards just start nibbling away and it's the same with the foxes of life it's always and have you ever noticed it's always in the late night hours oh my god it's always at night after dinner you put your feet up and all you want to do is relax hey amen amen somebody you just want to relax you want to get in a good night's sleep but how many of you know there you are just trying to relax mind your own business and here comes those worries and they start to nibble away. All of a sudden, you can't stop thinking about those bills. Can't stop thinking about those emails. Should I check my email or should I not? Should I retire? There goes your phone and your text messages start up. And then and, and here come the little foxes. And now you can't sleep right. Come on. Am I talking truth today, somebody? Just trying to wind down. I'm just trying to rest. And then you look at your clock, and you went to bed at 10 o'clock. Look, now it's 11. But now it's 12, huh? What's going on? You get up, you say, maybe I need to pray. Maybe it was something, I, maybe it was the chorizo that I ate earlier, you know? Let me go take a Tom's, hallelujah. I don't know what is it, you know, 
let me drink some tea. Let me. And little do you realize it's that little fox and it's eating away at your flesh and it's causing stress and your worry and your stomach is churning and you're what is it? And your flesh is wearing down. But can I tell you today, can I tell you right now that God is not only interested in reviving your spirit, he wants to give you the rest that you deserve. He wants you, oh, hallelujah, that when you lay your head down at night, you can get a full night. How many of you would like a full night's rest tonight? Amen. How many of you would like to put your head down tonight and say, I'm out. I'm going to bother me till the morning. Hallelujah. You deserve it. Why? Because you're in the peace of God. Why? Because you're in the Lord. Amen. That's what we Man, you know the fox is coming when also you have regrets that keep springing up. One regret after another. You see, the thing about foxes is that they walk among the ruins. They walk among the ruins when describing the ruins of Jerusalem. Jeremiah said, he said, uh, speaking, Mount Zion is desolate with foxes walking about it. He said, when I saw the ruins of the temple and I saw the ruins of what was, this is a whole message by itself right here. When I saw the ruins of of past glory and past experiences, when I saw the, the ruins, I saw foxes walking around on the ruins of what was. And sometimes you know that the foxes are eating away at your life when you just can't put that past mistake to rest and you just can't take your mind off of your past that fox is feeding on you when you're dwelling on the ruins of your misfortunes of your past mistakes or even your past successes when you're stuck in reverse when you're stuck in regret when you're stuck in remorse and you just can't let it go it's been days now it's been weeks now it's been months it's been years now and you keep bringing it up and you just can't let it go and you just you know that the foxes are nibbling at your life and that could be another sign but it's time to move forward in Jesus name it's time to identify that fox and say no longer am I going to be a prisoner of the ruins of my past but God's got something greater for me right here and right now and into my future somebody can you clap your hands and give God some praise today. The final warning sign is hopelessness because foxes live in holes. Jesus said the foxes have holes. He's talking about where they live. He's talking about their abode. The fox is intruding your life. You know a fox is intruding your life when you get that sinking feeling. When you're in a hole, it seems, and no matter how hard you try to claw your way out and get out of that hole that you're in financially, emotionally, oh God, spiritually, you just feel like as harder as you try to climb out, the further down you go into your hole and you cannot climb out of it. You cannot escape. It's that sinking feeling. Oh, and it could be a fox that is attacking your life when you just feel like you can't get and can't climb out of where you are. Yes, identifying a fox is important. And I want you to understand that these are some of the warnings 
warning signs. And there may be somebody here today that says, now that Pastor Jacob has, I think I'm dealing with a fox in my life. I think I've got it. But God sent me here today to show you how to catch those foxes and live in victory and walk out of this place this afternoon with a free mind and a free spirit and a free heart. Hallelujah. Somebody. Amen. I hope I'm helping somebody today. Amen. You know, I read, I, I read, the, I, I read throughout the Bible, and I, and I looked very hard, and I tried to find uh, a fox catcher. And, and, and you know, in the Bible, there's only one person the Bible talks about that caught foxes. Only one, and his name was Samson. You know, the, the, you know there's a fox catcher in the Bible, <laughs> and, and, and his name is, is Samson. His name is Samson, and we've got to capture the foxes in our life, and I think we can do that by, by looking at Samson. You see, Samson, you remember Samson, right? Samson's the strong man with the, with the long hair, and, and, and he, he was divinely anointed of God to judge and rule over Israel. He was a fox catcher. He was a fox catcher, and, and, and one time in an act of, uh, of, in an act of, uh, of vengeance against his, uh, his enemies, the Philistines, the Bible said in Judges 15, it says, Samson went. And look what he did. He caught 300. Now, catching one fox is hard enough, folks. Catching one fox is hard enough. If you don't think it's hard, haven't you ever tried to catch a dog? Huh? It's like that. Or catch a cat. Woo, that's even harder. Because they could jump on the walls and stuff, right? It's just, you know? And the Bible says that he went out and he caught 300 foxes. 300 of them, and he took torches and, and turned the fox's tail to tail, and he put a torch between each pair of the tails, and when he had set the torches on fire, he let the foxes go into the standing grain of the Philistines. This is a, an interesting scene, and, and, and I'm going to kind of tie this together with what we read in Song of Solomon, because I think that in the spirit they're connected, because how are we supposed to catch the foxes? I think we have a good example right here. Catching one fox, that's a 300 foxes, 300 foxes, that seems impossible to do. How in the world am I supposed, because have you ever felt like just when you get one thing under control, here comes something else? Just when you get this, I finally got my health under control. I'm finally, I'm, not, I'm out of the danger zone with, with my diabetes. I'm at, and here comes this bill out of nowhere that I wasn't expecting. Finally, I'm finally getting out of debt. Finally got that pay. Man, things are going. And then you get a bad report from the doctor. It's just like, you know, when are we going to get these little, these little foxes under control? It seems like you get one and here comes another. How are we supposed to deal and catch these foxes in our life? It sounds like an impossible task. But I've come to tell you today that there is a way to do it. How do we catch the foxes? Let's follow the example of Samson here. Let me show you just a few things. That how, how many of you want to catch those little foxes? Amen. I said, how many of you want to catch those foxes? Huh? I, want, I want to catch those guys today. The first thing you got to do, if we're going to catch the foxes, we got to live in the spirit of God. Ooh, I go, let me say that again. We've got to walk in the spirit. If we're going to catch those foxes, you see, Samson could only grab those foxes because he was endowed with supernatural strength. 
Samson did not go out in his own human power, his own mental abilities. He didn't design some invention to capture these things through his own ingenuity. No, he didn't manufacture something. It was because of the Spirit of God, the anointing, the presence, the divine enablement of God that was on him that allowed him to do something that was super uh, human, that was beyond his abilities so that he could go, because you're not going to do this with your own strength and with your own power. It's not by power and it's not by might, but it's by my spirit, says the Lord. I've come to tell somebody today, hear me. You've got to understand, especially this new generation of Christians and new generations of believers. You've got to learn that the only way to deal with the fox is to walk in the spirit every day and get into the spirit of God and have a prayer life and talk to the Lord. Do I've got a witness in the house of God today? You've got to have, you got to have God's power. It's not going to happen any other way. You got to walk in the power of God. That's why the Lord, that's why God gave us the Holy Ghost. Not just so that we can feel good. Not just so that we can have little chill bumps on the back of our necks and speak in tongues. That's great. But God gave us the Holy Spirit so that we can walk in authority and in power. So that we can overcome sin. Hallelujah. And we can overcome the works of the enemy. So that we can have uh, that power operating on the inside of us. Uh, so that we can do these things uh, he is able to do. How many of you believe God is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all that we can ask or think according to the, according to the power that works in us. If you're going to catch those foxes, you've got to do it through the spirit of God. The Bible says this in, in 2 Corinthians 10 and verse 4 and 5, for the weapons of our warfare are not carnal but are mighty in God. Somebody say amen for the pulling down of strongholds, casting down arguments and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of Christ, the knowledge of God, bringing every thought. Someone say every thought. Come on, say it again. Say every thought. Every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. See, you have received the spirit of God and if you walk in the spirit of God, then you have the authority to bring every thought that is contrary to the word of God, contrary to God's opinion of you, contrary to what God wants to do in your life, and bring that thought under subjection, and subdue that thought and that lie, and send it back to the pit of hell where it came from. Am I talking to somebody today that says, I want to operate in that power, I want to move in that kind of power. I don't want to live a defeated life. I want to live a victorious life. And if you're going to walk in victory, then you've got to walk in the spirit. Oh, I don't know what I would do if I didn't have a prayer life. Oh, my Lord. Have you ever noticed that when you don't pray, <laughs> what happens? 
When you don't pray, you say, oh, you know, I'm just going to take this one off. I'm going to take today off. I'm going to take, oh, I'm telling you, by the end of the day, you feel like giving up, you know. If you don't, you've got to pray. You've got to pray. You've got to have a, do I got a witness today, amen? You've got to have that prayer life. I don't know what I would do if I stopped praying. I, I could not serve God. I couldn't make it if I didn't have a prayer life. I couldn't survive if I didn't have a prayer life. Oh, my Lord, because it's in prayer when I get to walking in the spirit i start talking in tongues who thank god for the holy ghost i start talking in tongues and i start as the spirit of god says or as the word of god says when we're speaking in tongues we're edifying ourselves i'm edifying myself as i'm talking who is anybody thankful for the holy ghost today you gotta walk in the spirit i don't come in my name i come in the name of jesus and i'm gonna capture these foxes in my life oh i come to infuse hope into somebody today i come to tell you that we can can capture these foxes if we walk in the spirit we've got to walk in the spirit number two we've got to light the torch i'm almost done here we've got to light the torch someone say the torch samson took the torch he took the torch. He got the torch in his hand and he tied it to those foxes. This is what we got to do because the torch represents the word of God. The Bible says your word is a lamp unto my feet. Woo! Praise be to God. It's a light unto my path. You've got to do like Samson and get the torch. I'm not talking about a physical torch today. I'm not talking about physical fire. I'm talking about the torch of the word of God. And if you're going to overcome these foxes, if you're going to get captured these little foxes in your life you got to do it with the word of God oh how many of you love the word today somebody say amen I said how many of you love the word today you got to get the word your word have I hidden in my heart oh Lord that I will not sin against you I need your word in my life I need to light the torch every day and get into the word not only do I need to pray but I need to get into the word of God you're not going to overcome the foxes in your life my friend with wishful thinking you're not going to overcome it with just positive I'm just sending out positive vibes into the universe no you need to get into the word and you need to say what the says the Lord. You need to read where it says that you are more than a conqueror. Oh my God. You need, is anybody a witness? You need to get into the word where it says you're the head and not the tail. Oh my God. You're the head and not the tail. But what you got to do is tie a torch of the word to the tails of those foxes and, and light those things on fire. Every time I hear a lie from the enemy I've got to counter that lie with the truth of God. When Jesus Jesus was under attack in the wilderness for those 40 days and 40 nights. Uh, he didn't overcome the devil with wishful thinking. He didn't overcome the devil just with any kind of a, a jargon. Uh, no, he overcame the devil by saying, it is written. When he said, you can turn these stones into bread, he said, it is written. Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. Come on, somebody say amen today. We got to get the word in our life we got to get the word in our heart so that we can quote the word the problem is is that we don't spend enough time in the word we don't know the word and when the enemy comes against us and the little foxes start to nibble at our life we don't know what to tell him but you got to be ready in season and out of season so, oh my god to call the devil a liar and
to say that's not what God says about me. That's not what the word of God says about me. This word says that greater is in me. Oh my God. Greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. Come on somebody give God some praise today. How many of you are thankful for the word of God? I said how many of you are thankful for the word of God? The Bible says for the word of God is living. It is powerful. It is sharper than any two-edged sword. Piercing even to the division of soul and spirit. Praise God. And of joints and marrow. It is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. You're not going to make it if you don't get the word in you. You're not going to overcome those little foxes in your life if you don't got the word in you. But thank be to God for his word because the word of God is living. How many of you know that it's living? You know, when I talk to people and they want advice, they say, I, this, I'm, not, I'm not kidding you. This is what people say. They say, okay, I want advice to you, but, but please don't just tell me that all I have to do is pray and read my Bible. I, I, I'm not kidding. I've had people tell me. I know all you're going to tell me is I just need to pray more, but, but give me something else. You know, the problem is we want to make it more complicated. The reason why we want to make, people want to make it more complicated is because it's, when it's more complicated, that means you don't have to do it. And we complicate it. Some will say it's not complicated. Uh, come on, say it again. Say it's not complicated. So when somebody says, you know, I, I want some advice, but just, don't just tell me. Everybody else, all they always say, just got to pray more, read my Bible. When somebody tells me that, I tell them, then I have nothing to tell you. I don't know what you want me to tell you then, because that's where your victory is. That's where your answer is. And apart from that, it's just vain philosophy. It's just the opinions of man. It's just this and that. But if you really want to walk and get a hold of those foxes in your life, then you've got to get in the spirit and you've got to get in the word. Amen. And I finish with this. Is that number three, you've got to let them go. The Bible says that after Samson cupped the foxes and he lit them on fire, he he didn't hold on to those guys. <laughs> he didn't, you know, he, he didn't start a fox, a, a little petting zoo for all the fox, you know, everyone who wants to come and pet the foxes. No, he lit those guys on fire and then he let them go. Someone say, let them go. Let them go. Stop trying to hold all the foxes together. After you cop them, it's, a, it's catch and release. You got to just learn how to let go and let God. Would you stand with me this afternoon? You got to learn how to let go and let God. Let go and give it to God. Give it to Him. Give it to Him. Trust Him. Trust Him that, that God has a plan in that. You got to trust Him. Listen, this is hard to do. I'm telling you right now, this third one is hard to do because... What it means is surrendering control, and that's the hardest thing for some of us to do. You're not going to say amen, some of you, on that, but your biggest problem is you having to be in control of everything. That's your biggest problem. You got to be in control of it. You got to be in control of the situation. You got to be in control of the people. And anytime things are not out of your control, you know, you, you, you get anxious. You have a panic attack. You know, and you're trying to keep everything. And God is saying this to us. He's saying, casting your cares, Peter wrote, casting. That means let them go. Someone say, let them go. I know that sister looked at you wrong, but let her go. <laughs> I know you got this problem, but, but let it go. 
Stop holding on to it. If you forgave that person, stop waiting to get even with them. Let them go. Oh, my God. Some of us, we forgive people, but then we're sitting back waiting for things to blow up in their life. <laughs> we're sitting, I, I, I forgive them, but Lord, can you just like, you know, hurt them a little bit? You know, just no, let them go. Give them to God. Jesus, the Lord said, vengeance is mine. Vengeance is mine. Let them go. Let that situation go. Let that worry go. God already fixed it. Woo. Hallelujah. Let that bitterness go. Come on, someone say, let it go. Let that anger go. Let it go. Stop. Why are you still upset? Sometimes I go, ah, I want to go up to people and say, bro, why are you still upset, man? Let it go. You worrying about it. Jesus says it's not going to add one more day to your life. Keep worrying. You're not going to extend your life by worrying about that thing, worrying about that bill, worrying about that problem. Let it go. Give it to God. Let that disappointment go. Oh, if I can, some of you torture yourself if I could just go back and do it again I would just do it so, well you can't go back in time just let it go someone say let it go let it go and move forward let it go get beyond those things because God has empowered you to cast those foxes and oh my God and put a torch of the word in them and let it go and move on with your life hey I've come to announce to somebody today it's a new season of growth it's a new season of blessings. It's a new beginning. It's a new place that God is calling you to. Right through where you are, I invite you to pray with me right now. I feel the Spirit of God in this place. Oh, you cannot allow those foxes to spoil your mind. Oh, my God. Ooh, yes, God. Oh, you can't allow them. You can't allow those foxes to spoil your vine today. They're trying to spoil your joy. They're trying to take your joy from you. Trying to take your peace. I feel like telling somebody right now. Come on, hallelujah. I want your eyes closed. Just uh, uh, help me with closing your eyes right now. Oh, Jesus. I just need to minister just for a few more moments in the spirit. Hallelujah. I don't have any more notes to share that I prepared with you today, but there's just some ministering in the spirit. There's somebody today that was just maybe on the verge of giving up. Somebody on the verge of calling it quits. You've been... I say this in the Holy Ghost. You know, some people fantasize about big houses, and some people fantasize about you know prosperity and and, and the big the big job and but you know there's some people here that have been fantasizing about just walking away <sighs> my god you fantasize about what life would be like if you could just go somewhere else and start over and just walk away from your this and walk away if i just walk away it'll get better it'll be different at a different at a different place or it'll be different here it'll be you, you fantasize about just just and you and you look at others you say man Man, they don't look like they have a care in the world. Uh, and you envy people who look like they don't have a care in the world. And meanwhile, you're just, you're fighting off all these foxes. And you don't realize that behind closed doors, man, they, they, the foxes have been after them too. We're all dealing with these different foxes. And somebody you see today has been feeling like giving up, feeling like just calling quits. 
calling it quits on your ministry, calling it quits. Oh my God. But God said, no, no, that's not my will for you. That's not the answer. The answer is not to, to, to quit. The answer is to keep going. You've got to keep moving forward in the name of Jesus. You've got to keep moving forward. You can capture those foxes in your life. Oh, somebody, somebody's been dealing with these foxes. They've been robbing you of your, of your strength. Robbing you of your strength and of your peace. Robbing you of your joy. Oh, God, robbing you of your time. Oh, you don't know where your time has gone. Oh, this thing, these little foxes keep consuming your time. You're struggling to get around to do the things you really want to do because every time here comes another fox and, and there goes another, another, before you know it, another day, another week is gone by you just like you just feel like you're you're losing time to do the things that because these foxes keep coming and they just keep nibbling away at these areas of your life he just it's just taking it's consuming me it's consuming me oh i don't know who i'm talking to right now there's this foxes in your health oh they just keep coming oh oh i just come to tell somebody right now that in the name of jesus through the power of God we're going to catch those things right now we're going to catch them but we're not going to hold on to them we're not going to catch them for the sake of holding on to them no we're going to catch them and then we're going to release them to God